Hi, I'm Kaylee Moore. And I'm Emma Samasco. Welcome to Freelance Writing Coach, your go-to podcast for building a freelance writing business. In each 20-minute episode, we'll do a deep dive into one area of business with the hope that our insights as successful freelance writers will educate and inspire you. Why did you become a freelancer? Was it for freedom, flexibility, Probably not because you wanted to manage your own health insurance, taxes, and retirement. Did you know Catch can do all of that for you? Catch offers benefits and personal payroll for the self-employed. With Catch, you can shop for health insurance the same way you shop for a flight. Compare across carriers and find the best price. Catch makes it easy to renew your current plan, find a better one, or enroll for the first time. Even better, all plans are ACA compliant and Catch works on your behalf to get you tax credits that can save hundreds of dollars on your monthly premium. Open enrollment starts November 1st. Get organized for the year ahead. Get covered. Get Catch. Find the plan that's right for you at catch.co slash health. Sometimes life happens. That's just kind of part of it. But how do you deal with it when these little or big things crop up and you're trying to run a business. And that can be really, really tricky. And Emma, I know that you are kind of in a season of your life right now where you've had some things crop up that were unexpected. I have as well. I think it's just kind of part of it, but it's something we wanted to talk about in that. How do you weather these storms? How do you deal with them? What impact do they have on the work that we're doing? And and how do we make them feel less disastrous. So I want to start with you. How have you been dealing with difficult seasons in your life lately? Oh, I mean, I don't know if I've been dealing with them well, but I've been weathering it. I feel like, so this summer has just been like kind of awful in my personal life. I'm pregnant, which is making me like incredibly tired. My three-year-old is very demanding as children are. And my husband was gone for like much of the summer taking care of his parents who are uh, and were very ill. And so I just felt like I was like drowning, basically. And I found it incredibly difficult to focus at work. I was really busy with stuff, with like working on various problems for my in-laws. So like my husband would call me and he would be like, can you help me with this task today? And he was so busy. I mean, it was like a full, he had to take family leave for it. Just like, I'm just trying to give the context of like how big of a thing this was, right? And so he would call me and he'd ask me to do a task and I'd like drop everything for it or my son would be home from school sick and my husband wasn't here. So I had to just take that on and I couldn't work. And I just, it was so difficult to concentrate. There was so much going on. We moved into a new house at the beginning of the summer. I just felt like it was this like perfect storm of so much for me. And so like at work, I felt like very unmotivated and I felt like it was just difficult to get stuff done. But at the same time, I felt incredibly grateful that I've built a business that like more or less can run on autopilot in the sense that like I'm not involved, but in the sense that like I still had leads coming in. I was still working with my clients. Things were taking me a little bit longer. Like I had to like push out some deadlines for things and some things like that, but it didn't like have this major impact on the business. I feel like the things that were impacted was like my ability to like 
participate on social media or like you and I were supposed to record this podcast last month. And I was like, Kaylee, I need, I can't do it right now. Like there's just too much for me. Right. So I feel like I was just really laser focused on delivering the client work and anything else, social media, podcasting, any other business building activities that I just couldn't focus on. And then, then when I think about like, well, what advice would I give to someone when it's like, what do you do when disaster strikes? I think it's kind of like, you know, you go back to the essentials and the foundationals and sort of like the bare minimum of what you need to do to like uh, deliver for your clients, get a paycheck coming in and just try and like cut all of the fat around, which is like sad, right? Because there's like things that I get so much gratification out of, like recording the podcast that I just felt like it's got to go by the wayside right now. And that like at this season in my life, like it's okay for it to not be about work. Yeah. How about you? Permission to adjust for sure. I think that's the best advice. I think there is no other good advice. I think you have to pare things down to their most essential when it gets crazy like that. I think social media is the first to go. I think the second thing that's been helpful for me, I get sick a lot. I just had shingles for the second time, stress-induced shingles for the second time. It's like the wind blows and I get sick. So I have had to delegate a lot. So I mean, I, I have a lot on my plate. I have a lot of things going at once and I have had to get really good at outsourcing some things that either are a little bit tedious or that I'm, I don't feel that it's my strength. So that's been really helpful for me is just kind of, like you said, trimming the fat. And if there's something that I can do really well, I want to do that thing, but everything else I've got to send to somebody else who maybe can do a better job of it to maintain the quality. Because when things get crazy, your mental bandwidth shrinks and you only have so much focus you can devote to something. And it is so distracting when you're thinking about all the other things going on in your world. It's hard to do a good job of work and you don't want to let quality slip because that's one of the reasons people hire you is because you do a good job. And so I've even experienced this with subcontractors. You know, some of the people that I work with have had things come up, whether it's health wise or they're just super burned out or they're going a new direction with their life. They've slipped on deadlines and the quality of work has slipped. And I've had to come back and say, hey, like what's going on here? Adjust. Do we need to pare things back? Like, are there things I can do to help you? And they've come back and said, just straight up, I'm maxed out right now. Like I need a break. And that's fine. I think it's good to be honest about it, but you don't want to get to the point where the client's coming to you and saying, hey, what's going on? I think you kind of need to be proactive in the sense of, okay, I need to maintain the way my business runs. What can I do to make that happen? And so for me, like I said, it's been delegating and finding people I can trust to help with different pieces of projects or like bookkeeping, accounting, stuff like that, that isn't satisfying for me anyways. That's been helpful. Yeah. I think that like everyone's going to approach these things a little bit different. Like I think we all react to stress a little bit differently, right? I think some people, when they're stressed, they find that they can throw themselves into work and it's kind of like a something to do that feels like a relief. And I think in different phases of your life, it can kind of affect you differently. Like I know when I first had my son and I came back to work, I loved working because it was like such a break from like the parenting crap that I was dealing with. And like, it felt really good to throw myself into work. And then there's been other times in my life where that has been like a lot harder to throw myself into it. And I just feel like unmotivated and it's, it's more difficult. And I think that 
like you said, being honest about where you are with clients and also just like being honest with yourself about like what's necessary and what isn't and asking yourself like, well, how much money do I really need to make? Do I really need to keep on all of these clients? And maybe the answer is yes. Like I absolutely need to keep on all of these clients to run my life. Like, and, but maybe the answer is like, well, at this, again, like during this season of life, maybe it's okay if I make a little bit less money or if I step back or I just accept that, like, this is not going to be my focus at this moment. And that's okay. Cause I think there's like pros and cons to being a freelancer when these personal disasters strike. The pro is that you're like very, very flexible. So like you can choose the hours that you work. You can choose the amount of clients that you're working with. Like you have some choice and control, but I think the downside and the stressful part is like, if you sort of give up a client, you may be giving up like substantial funds where if you just like had a full-time job, you might've just taken a personal leave or taken some vacation or just like let your coworkers know like, hey, I'm going through this really difficult thing right now, like, and coasted for a couple of months, like not in the sense of like, you're not doing your job, but just like, you're not being like maybe the A plus player that you really want to be, but you're still like financially collecting the same amount of money. And sometimes that happens. And, you know, I, I have found that throughout the summer, I, in many ways, like, I remember someone said to me like, oh my gosh, but it's so good that you're a freelancer because like, you're so flexible. And I was like, yeah, but like, I'd really love to have a full-time job right now. Yeah. Cause there's no coverage. Yeah. Like I just feel like I would have been able to participate in the meetings that I needed to. And like, I felt even like if I had a team to buoy me along, it would have been helpful. And I also felt like financially, I would have felt like more secure, especially I think, again, I'm in the situation where I'm pregnant. So I'm like, oh, if I had a full-time job, I'd also be like looking at a paid maternity leave. (laughs) Or like in California, people like get four weeks off before their due date, which is like any maternity leave I take is like another financial hit. So if I am not able to work as much as I want to during pregnancy, then like it's just compounding, right? So I find that to be very, very stressful. But again, there are pros to being the freelancer with having that flexibility. So I'm not sure I trade would trade it in in the sense that I've been really able to be there for my son when his dad was gone this summer. And I wouldn't trade that. I just, I think it's just like, it's just difficult, right? And it's nuanced. It's very nuanced. I think the other thing that's really tricky about this is if you're a freelancer, you're probably pretty self-motivated and you're probably pretty ambitious. And so to have to, like you said, coast a little bit feels scary. It feels like you are not living up to your fullest potential. And that can feel like a letdown personally or like make you feel less than because you aren't working at full capacity because you can't because you're maxed out. I think you have to kind of give yourself permission to understand that there are ebbs and flows and you are going to have to shift gears from time to time because everything changes all the time. You have to be able to adapt with those things both in the business and in your life. And it's a tricky thing. It can, I know that I felt when I've been sick or when I've wanted to travel more, like, okay, I'm going to have to do less work or I'm going to have to say no to this project or push back on this deadline. And that feels bad to me. I feel I don't know. It just makes me feel like I shouldn't be doing that. I don't know what that is. I don't know if that's like American culture. I think that's an identity thing. Don't you think you're like our identities like are wrapped up in all of this and that's part of it? 
But yes, it just, it feels bad. And I feel disappointed in myself when those things come up. But I, I think that that's probably a bad line of thinking that I need to continue to work on just to kind of shift the mindset around that because that's really unhealthy. <laughs> that's bad. <laughs> well, I, I mean, it, yeah, again, it's like, it's like mixed, right? It's like you want to be ambitious and strive for these things. And then at the same time, you want to have like a business that fits your life and what you need. And like life is very full of lots and lots of, of things, both joyful and like we're talking about disasters here, but I also think there's seasons of life where like wonderful things happen. Like, I don't know, you get married and you want to take time off for like a wedding and a honeymoon, or you decide that you want to travel because your partner maybe has some flexibility. And like, I I know someone who had like a dream, a freelancer who had a dream of um, hiking some specific trail in Europe forever. And she decided to take off six weeks from her business to do that. And I think making space for these kind of like wonderful things as well and being grateful that you have the flexibility that there are some things that you can sort of coast through is good because just and I, I say that because I think that's like what makes up a full life right and that the more that we can kind of make room and accept that also these states are temporary like I know that I'm gonna come back to working in the capacity that I was. <laughs> That I'm going to come back at some point to posting on social media, to engaging more, to making new offerings, but now may not be the time. And like, that's okay. Like it's a temporary season for me. And I think the more that we can like kind of hold on to that when these things, these, these disastrous things happen, the better. And I mean, sometimes it may not be like temporary. Like if you become a parent, for example, that is not like a temporary state. Like that is going to be like incredibly disruptive. And you may really need to think through like, well, where does work fit into my life now? I know that was a huge adjustment for me because I felt like before I had my kid that work was like the number one thing for me to focus on. And after I had him, I still cared deeply about work, but it was like, I had this, like I had another full-time job that I suddenly got. And so figuring out like negotiating, like, how much do I want to work versus be there for him versus like, there's just so much more like household management that comes with parenting. So I think that's like, again, like I wouldn't say like having a child is like a disaster. It's just that there are things that like come up in life that make you kind of like have to reconfigure where your business and your work fits in. Yeah. I like that you brought up making room and space for things that are not disasters, but are things that you want to do because that's one of the biggest perks of freelancing, right? Is that you're supposed to have this flexibility and this freedom to do those types of things. But so often we lock ourselves into this incredible workload where there is no time or space to do those things. And we're just constantly scrambling. And it's kind of that like hustle culture mentality of like rise and grind, like get after it, just work hard all the time. And it's, it doesn't leave any room or time or space for those fun things. You're just working all the time. And I fall into this trap all the time. So it's tricky. And I like people like uh, Mariana. She has a template of sorts. I think it's something that she offers for free, but it's basically, like you said, how much money do I want to make? How much bandwidth do I have? And it's a literal spreadsheet where you can put in the projects that you're working on. And when you get to the full point, you stop, right? You don't keep adding projects. You don't say, okay, I can take that on. I can squeeze that in. 
you're at capacity. And then if somebody else wants to work with you, they can book it for next month, but you're full right now. So kind of having those boundaries and putting it on paper, I think makes, or on a screen, I guess, makes it a little bit easier to wrap your head around rather than just, oh yeah, I can do that. I can fit that in. Having a document where you're keeping track of the work that you're doing and the actual capacity you have is a really good way to start setting some of those better boundaries. Yeah, I think having like a sense of how much is really on your plate is super helpful in these kind of scenarios. I mean, they're they're helpful. It's helpful all the time, but especially when like things are disastrous. I've even found like making a list of like, okay, these are all the things that are on my plate. And like, I do use um, Todoist as like a, uh, for deadlines, but I um, like even just like writing a handwritten list of like, these are all the things on my plate right now. That is helpful in getting a sense of what really needs to get done, especially when I start to feel like really overwhelmed with like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. And there's this like impending disaster and how am I going to deal with it? Usually that actually calms me down. Cause once you like see all that out, you're like, oh, maybe these two or three things I could outsource or get help with, or maybe this one, the client won't care at all. If I ask for a couple more days, whatever those adjustments that you need to make, having that kind of a full picture in front of you is really, really good. And I think um, we had a past sponsor, Harlow, that provides software for freelance project management. And that's like another tool where you could have all of your clients loaded up in there and and have the visibility into what's going on and the status of everything. I love that. I think the other thing too is sometimes the disaster that comes up is just burnout. Sometimes people are just so mentally maxed out that the disaster that's cropped up is there's no juice left in the tank, right? They're just totally exhausted I've heard people talking about this movement of like quiet quitting, right? Where they're doing the bare minimum at their job, their in-house job, just to get by and like not get fired. They're not going above and beyond, but like they're showing up, they're doing some things enough to just kind of like scrape by and manage day to day. And so I feel like with people burning out and overworking and, and things like that, that's something to be mindful of too. Like, are you in this mindset of, just quiet quitting or doing the bare minimum where you're, you need a break. You really, the emergency is you need to take some time off. And I know that we have a friend who recently got married and leading up to it, she was so stressed out that she basically just put a hard stop on her client work and said, Hey, for the next four weeks, I'm got a personal emergency. I can't take any projects. If you need me, I will be back in six weeks or whatever it is, but I've got to go right now. I've got to stop. And that's kind of a more drastic way to do it, but it's something to think about as well. Like is burnout the emergency you're dealing with? Cause that's possible. Yeah. And I think that that can happen because of just taking on more things. When people ask like what you said, where you're basically full and then people ask for more and you're like, okay, okay, okay. It happens when you're not charging enough because you're like, I need to fill my calendar because I need to make enough money to make this whole thing stay afloat. Um, So those are like some of the reasons. We do have an episode on burnout, I think, don't we? Do we? Because that's maybe worth listening to as well because I think a lot of the strategies we're talking about here are relevant to being burnt out as well. And I think in some ways, like when a disaster happens that isn't burnout, like something that is like totally out of your control, that can be really hard, especially if things are going really well. And you're like, I really want to focus on this, but like, I can't. I've had some coaching clients that I've worked with deal with like chronic health issues or other personal disasters that have come up and they're like, how do I make freelancing work with these like disasters, maybe a strong word, but 
these circumstances of my life, right? Like, how do I make this work? Um, and, and I think sometimes the answer is like, okay, here's these strategies that we can take, think about this and that. And then sometimes I think it's all goes also okay to be like, hey, the way that you're doing this now doesn't work. Like, I think that I have talked with various coaching clients about things like, hey, you need to fire clients if you want to do this and not be burnt out. Or like, hey, if you like actually want this to be the business that you're talking about, you need childcare. Like you can't just like have a kid at home and like be working during their nap times or in the evenings. And those, I think they can be like hard pills to swallow, but sometimes it's like, well, you can't expect yourself to be able to do everything. Like we're only human at the end of the day. And I think it's not like, I mean, I find myself feeling guilty if like in the afternoon I have a little extra time and I like read a book instead of cleaning up my house or going to the grocery store or working on client work. Or like, I think it's easy to get in a mindset where you're like, I don't deserve rest or I don't know how to rest without being productive. And we really get into like the cycle of like all the shoulds that we put on ourselves. Right. I found myself with the disaster this summer, right? Like I found myself with the disaster this summer being, I should be able to do this. I should be able to be like a plus mom, a plus worker, a plus wife, a plus housekeep manager. And I remember my therapist being like, um, <laughs> no, like, you can't. And that's okay. Right. Yes. That is okay. I think that's the, the big takeaway here is number one, take a hard look at the reality of your situation. And number two, adjust accordingly. Right. Give yourself some room to evaluate and then make some changes, maybe. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Freelance Writing Coach Podcast. If you want more tips, tricks, and resources for building your business, visit freelancewritingcoachpodcast.com.